Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello everybody and welcome to Ramble React. Scotland have all but qualified for the Euros. It's Saturday 9th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Jim Campbell. Welcome, one and all, to the to the to this episode of Ramble Reacts. I'm giddy, Jim. I'm giddy you are. for the Bonnie Scots. Yeah, it's incredible. It is. They've all but qualified for Euro 2024, and and people might say, "Well, beating Cyprus three 0 is is fairly straightforward." Well, it is if you've not been Scotland for for the last <laughs> I don't know how many years. Um, it's it's not a gimme uh, for, uh, for for Scotland. The Scotland fans will know all too well. Um, but Stevie Clark has turned this side into uh, a European Championship qualifying machine, by the looks of it. Because surely they're not going to stuff it up. It would it would seem that uh, they're in a fantastic position, aren't they? Five wins on the bounce. Um, and yeah. what I enjoyed most about this was particularly in the in the first half, Scotland playing with a bit of panache and some confidence. And you know, yeah. you, you kind of touched. Mm touch there on how previous qualifying campaigns have been in situations like this where you think surely you know this will be simple and they make hard work of something where they are clearly the better team but for whatever reason they struggle to find a goal um, and they don't look particularly coherent they really really look like a team that's building something they've got a proper spine they look like they enjoy playing together there's a real sense of forward momentum with them and that would just points were just pinging it about for a laugh just really really enjoying it and look it's cyprus it's cyprus away but there were far more scottish people than cypriot people there very clearly from from, from watching on tv they're not going to get that much space in a lot of games but they really really made it count and it was almost um a, a very deliberate um easing of pressure in the second half where they sort of almost turned it into a training exercise of like all right let's just contain it and that's really valuable mm. It is. And, uh, you know, I don't think they'll be worried about goal difference because they are going to qualify automatically. Uh, you mentioned about the um, the crowd. And are you that confident? Are you n- you're not Scott frightened fans. to jinx it? Well, I'm, I'm very confident for them. I think everybody is. I mean, tomorrow gets by, the Cyprus coach said before the game, Scotland have, are already there. John McGinn quite wonderfully said in the post-match uh, interview, only our wee country could mess it up from here. <laughs> uh, you know, but but I really don't think they are. Um, but but the stadium capacity is eight thousand. But there was over four thousand Scotland fans in there, and apparently six thousand travelled to the game. Now let's be honest, it is Cyprus. September's probably quite a nice time of year to go. I mean, yeah. we're having beautiful weather here. You know, I'm sure there's a oh, lot of Scots sunning themselves. Yeah, um, I've never. Have you been to Cyprus? I have been to Cyprus. Yeah, my brother got married there. It's lovely, um, and I Is imagine right? this time of year it'll be beautiful. Um, I, I was oh. a little, got to be honest, a little bit jealous of the team being out there. 
like just under the lights in that lovely stadium, completely open air, mm. just pinging it around in the park, thousands cheering you on, having a brilliant time. I'm rarely jealous of footballers now because I've, you know, I've, I've aged out of that. Um, but <laughs> tonight I was like, oh, that, look, that looks lovely. That looks like a sweet, sweet gig tonight. Yeah, I know what you mean. You, you do get to a certain age where you're like, yeah, I just, I, I'm just foolish if I'm like, you can't be genuinely jealous. I think no. Do you know what I mean? Where, where, where would you get jealous, Jim, when you're watching Strictly Come Dancing? Yeah, yeah. As you, as you know, I am um, mm-hmm. quite the Bake quite off. the mover, and it's never been acknowledged. <laughs> so, but I, you know, I don't like to talk about that. You know, it makes me angry. No, that's fair. Um, Scotland have won their last eleven group stage qualifiers, World Cup and Euros combined, which is the longest ongoing run of any European side. It shows you what Steve Clark has done mm. with this team. And I think the difference between his side now and when they qualified for the previous Euros, the previous Euros, there was an element, even though they had uh, home games in that, I think there was a little element of, we're just happy to be here and let's try and get something off England. Yeah. Um I think going into this tournament in in the summer, it's, it it is a long way off. A year is a long time in football, and I know Scotland have not qualified. But if Norway and Georgia draw on Tuesday, it it, it it'll be in the bag. But either way, they just need two points from their final three games, which which surely yeah. they will get. So I'm mean, I'm going to start talking about Scotland already already there. But the way they're playing, the the, the feeling that they have in the camp, and that, and that is such an important thing. People can underestimate that because. For so many years, a team like Scotland, you know, McGinn obviously jokes as only our wee country can mess it up from here. There was always that doom and gloom kind of aspect. Yeah. There was always that, ah, oh, you know. Now, McLeish got them going many, many moons ago now, it, would, it, it was. But then there was that sense of inevitability. They were a bit unlucky, very, very tough group they had back then. But, but so, that, so that, the vibe is, is very, very high in the Scotland camp. This is a very long-winded way of saying, when they turn up to the Euros next summer, Bearing in mind, Scotland have never gone past the first round of a major tournament, which I found I find incredible, considering mm. the history and the players they've produced over the years. They have a real chance of doing that. You may think oh, that sounds a bit patronising. It isn't patronising at all, um, because of the history. Because that is the 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 monkey on their back. Really, the monkey on the back was not qualifying for tournaments. Clark's managed to do that. But Jim, yeah. I put it to you: Scotland go into the tournament next summer. Um, they've they've got some big scalps, Spain being the, being the obvious one. They would go in thinking we're not just here to make up the numbers. Oh, absolutely not. And it's interesting. In in in, the, I mean, the setup of the team is interesting for me. Basically, the sort of the, the balance of it is really really mm. good. This, I mean, it's probably a little bit annoying to compare them to to Wales, but inevitably. Inevitably, we sort of compare them to other other home nations a bit. That they really thrived on having a couple of big players to look towards. But it feels like the sort of the quality is more evenly spread amongst the players in this Scotland squad. And I think yeah. Steve Clark's done a, a really good job of uh, making virtues out of things that might otherwise be problems, such as Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney being two of your best players, um, but mm-hmm. you know nominally playing in the same position. But actually. Kieran Tenney's playing really well as a centre back, or on the sort of like left side of that three, and it just—it's just not an issue. It's just not an issue at all. Um, and I think there's a real sense of of steel about them. And I, I think you know, it's hard to say. Um, it's hard to make a bold prediction about about how they're going to do once they actually get there. Depends um, on the group. We don't know who that. they're going to get in the group other than England. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting. And I, what's really great as well is just seeing how, how sort of giddy like Scottish Twitter is, and and it's 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 brilliant. We always, you know, we kind of joke about the rivalry between England and Scotland on the podcast all the time. But I mean, ideally, we always want all of the home nations to be there and want all of them to do well against anyone other than England, of course. And um, mm. Scotland haven't been there enough. And yeah, I'm looking forward to them being there and, and being part of that um, part of the tournament. Yeah, uh, Scott McTominay um, has six goals and one assist in this qualifying. He's the joint top scorer in the Euros qualifying so far, which is <laughs> something we all predicted, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, don't, I don't, see what, don't, don't see what the big deal is. Dean on Twitter said, Scott McTominay um, looks like a great player. Somebody like Man United should sign him. Yeah, it's very good, Dean. Very good. Um this uh, from Gary on Twitter sums up the giddiness, uh, Jim, that you um, spoke of there. And it says, I'm old enough to remember Scotland from 82 onwards. The scar tissue is still raw. Fuck it. Come on, Scotland. We know you're never going to win it, but getting there is good enough. You see, uh, Gary, I disagree with you. I think you go one further. Um, and he goes one further and saying, you English crunch can uh, suck my balls. Uh, I don't know what he uh, means. I think that's perhaps a compliment. Um, I know but anyway. Gary Just let is nowhere than I guess, Gary. <laughs> Gary's giddy, uh, and so he should be, quite frankly. But it, yeah, if you look at the side, Jim, you've got Premier League operators in there: John McGinn, Scott McTominay, Billy Gilmore, Hickey Robertson. He had a fantastic game. Yeah, and Gilmore's really come of age, uh, or coming of age um, as well. He's putting in performances now. He was one of those players. Like he played for Chelsea, and he was a good young player. Therefore having put in a few good performances and it, it, it against England in the Euros uh, as well, we thought, yeah, and then we might never see him again. He might go yeah. on loan in, in to Vitesse or something like that. <laughs> and then he's in the Championship and he's League One and then that's the end of him. So he's still there. Uh, so it is, it is very, very good for Scotland. As I say, won five out of five and um, are playing some uh, phenomenal football. They've only conceded once and in, in the whole qualifying. That was an Erling Haaland penalty. Uh, so yeah. yeah I mean just top of the group five out of five goals for a goal difference of plus 11 this is scintillating stuff from the Scots uh, elsewhere in their group of course um, Spain are there I would say they're yeah. hot on their heels but they are nine points behind them although they have two games in hand Spain uh, beat Georgia 7-1 uh, yeah. it, it, it last night um, so they obviously found their boots and their goalkeeper clubs for the game uh, <laughs> because they went missing of course but Alvaro Morata he bagged a hat-trick Jim he did so I watched the game Marcus mm. I, as you know I'm, I'm known as Mr Friday Night which is why I watched um, yeah. Georgia v Spain and then Cyprus v Scotland um, I think there's a lot of people on, on, my own on a Friday night who's, who are just impressed that you managed to actually watch the games yeah, legally. Exactly. It was, it was, you it did it difficult. legally. Yeah, yeah, I did mm. by borrowing Andy Brassel's Viaplay login. <laughs> um, it's oh, it's so good that so much football is so accessible and so affordable, isn't it? At the moment, um, but yeah, I watched the game, Marcus. Spain would not have needed their boots, mm. um, to be honest. Um, the goalkeeper actually did did manage to let in a ridiculous goal, but he could easily have done that without his gloves as well. Spain mm. was so dominant, and actually, I really felt for Georgia because they the crowd crowd sort of did their bit of making it a really hostile environment, making it really difficult cheering every mm. single like touch in the duel, in the Spanish half as if it was a goal they were brilliant but they just got deflated so quickly yeah. Spain were, were really really ruthless in 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 their play and I mean pretty much every pl outfield player was outstanding Rodri really stands out firstly because he's massive but because he's the only player who tucks his shirt in which makes him <laughs> look really really old school and a bit scary yeah uh, I think it might be a psychological thing perhaps but um they look really really slick 
Danny Olmo is always impressive. He he came off injured, as did Marco Asensio. But um, Yamin Lamal came on with um, uh, Nico Williams as well. And they look absolutely fantastic as well. Now, again, obviously, the, the quality of the opposition is um, is something you have to have to take into account. But Spain have been quite underwhelming for a little while. Mm-hmm. It looks like they might be about to turn a corner again. Some of these players coming through, the younger ones, look look pretty impressive. Obviously, you've got Gavi and Pedri in there as well, although Pedri was, didn't feature tonight. But Lamal, I mean, he's 16 years old and he, sc- he scores on his debut. He's already breaking the record for, for the youngest Spanish player, which he takes off Gavi, which obviously <laughs> has only stood for a little while. Yeah, um, so it makes you think like, okay, they've got another really really good generation coming through it's it's yeah I know what you mean uh, about Spain I mean really in in the previous Euros you know they would have felt very very uh, annoyed that they were beaten edged by Italy in that semi-final and a number of those players are still playing here you know Luis Enrique Mm. when he was manager spoke about this team you know really really um, coming to fruition it was a great surprise uh, at the World Cup that they didn't make more of an impression on the tournament, although they were beaten by that brilliant Morocco side, of course. But yeah. I know what you mean. Spain, that yeah, you've you've got a bit of experience in there. You know, there are some familiar names. Carvajal, Morata, um, of course, Asensio. Rodri. Uh, Rodri, as you mentioned. Uh, Dani Olmo uh, um, and, and one or two others. And then you look at uh, some of the, the young players. You know, Gavi, it's, you know, he feels like that we've, we've known him for ages, yet he's still very, very young. This young lad, Yamal, uh, who's come on, and you think, yeah, that they they could do something, and they're always a team that I want England to avoid because they mm. can keep the ball for fun, yeah, and, and they're which so they difficult, did. yeah, and they're so difficult to play against, yeah. And when you start adding goals as well, but I mean, it's interesting one with Morata because he's had a lot of criticism over the years, but he scored thirty three goals for Spain, and he's currently fifth on the all time scoring list. He's only two behind um, David Silva, five behind Torres. Mm. You got a little bit further up, eleven behind Raúl, then twenty-six. I think it is behind David Villa. But uh, yeah, sometimes heavily criticised, but but a hat trick will do him the world of good. But yeah, all... I think that's the issue, though, isn't it? He'll score a hat trick in a game like this, and then in a really, really big moment where it matters in a tournament, he's he's often been found wanting. Yeah, so, I mean, but I'm... you know, but... he's got plenty of football left in him, and some players. You know, they they bloom a bit later. Yeah, I th- there's there's a bit of chat, Jim, that um, you know, the great Spain sides that dominated world football for kind of that four or five year period, they had a core of Barcelona and and Madrid players. Well, yeah. if you look at some of these players that are playing for Spain now, we've mentioned Gavi, mentioned the young lad Yamal who came on. Um, you've also got uh, from from Barcelona. Uh, 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 you know, Anzu Fatty to come back in there. Yeah. Uh, and a few others, you know, Alejandro Balde is, is another one who, who who didn't feature tonight. And I think, oh, you know, are they what, doing it again? What's bubbling up are here? Are they doing this again? Yeah. Is, is that why yeah. France are getting all their ducks in a row? Do you know what I mean? They're ready to combat. Because <laughs> there's a great rivalry yeah. between those two nations. Well, I, I mean, Spain's two starting centre backs tonight were both born in France. So that's a, an interesting little subtext to this as well. Maybe this is the next sort of great battle. Yeah. frothing this is like Godzilla versus King Kong <laughs> just on the horizon yeah true um, speaking of Barcelona Jim just to kind of throw a curveball at you or, 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 a, or a sideways glance if you will um, have you seen that they've opened a shop next to the stadium and the shop is selling Camp Nou grass and the grass comes in like a little mini Camp Nou model which is quite nice <laughs> I have I quite, seen it yeah I, I see, do you see the picture I saw that and I thought well, that is quite good. It isn't just like a square bit of turf. It's it's in yeah. a tiny little um, model, as I say, of the stadium. And I thought, I I can't, I want one. 
This is how they get you. Yeah. You've fallen foul of an economic what are lever. They, like 20 euros? They've got so many of these economic levers. Yeah. They, they keep coming up with new ideas. I think the most expensive mm-hmm. one um, of those pieces of Camp New Grass mm-hmm. are over $400. I don't know how you, or 400 euros or other. I don't know what, what they are. Maybe particular goals were scored on that spot or it's the penalty spot. I have All no right. idea. Don't know how you justify that. But that's Barca and their economic levers. True. Yeah, but I bet those models cost like 500 euros to make. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like when that, We've you remember. done it again, boys. You remember, um, well, you won't remember, but you'll know uh, Blue um, New Order, Blue Monday. Yes. When the packaging cost more than the single. Yes. You remember that? It was like uh-huh. one of the biggest selling singles around in the 80s or something. And they lost the fortune on it. <laughs> yeah. Well done, everyone. Because that's when New Order were managed by um, Football Tony Club Wilson. Barcelona. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Chips. Just if we can briefly go back on Lamine Yamal, I think he's going to be an absolute mm. superstar. Uh, it's not an obvious thing to say um, based on from what everyone has seen, seen of him. He, he had an incredible role in um, a really sort of topsy-turvy victory Barcelona had against Villarreal a little while ago. But he, he mm. if you were coming to the game blind and you didn't know anything about him, you would not know that this kid was 16, apart from the commentators mentioning it every 30 seconds, obviously. He looks <laughs> he looks a lot like more grown than that. And you think, I mean, where on earth is he is he going to is he going to go? It's, it's very very exciting um, and I think it's 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 kind of interesting that we're um, we're now in the age of the new Messi you and I grew up in the age of the new Maradona and then he came along and um, mm. I don't know is, is Yamal the first one and I'm, I'm trying not to yeah. damn him by saying that but um, it's it's the, the narrative that's around the kid and I mean that in itself is, is, is quite telling Jim if he keeps playing like this he'll get himself a lone move to, move to Brighton I do you know, so um, so you, you, you never know. Um, let us cast our net a little bit further. Uh, we've talked a bit about Euro qualifying there. Um, I want to talk about what happened at St. James's Park last night. Yes. Um, your uh, friends and mine, the Saudi Arabian national football team, they lost 
3-1 yeah. to Costa Rica. They did, didn't they? I mean, obviously, a lot of people have been very upset um, of our coverage of the Piff Posse and a lot of people's coverage of the Piff Posse and the links between um, Geordie Arabia and Saudi Arabia. Um, and I just think it's... Um, it's a devastating coincidence that the Saudi national team would play in Newcastle and, mm. and lose as well. It's just un- such unfortunate timing, isn't it? It is. It uh, makes them look like cunts, but, you might argue. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can pick themselves up because they've got another friendly yes. at St. James's Park. On I think it's on Tuesday night and they're playing Jurgen Klinsmann's South Korea. Oh. Yeah. Is he going to be there? Jurgen Klinsmann... Or will uh, he literally I, phone I believe- it in? As, he, as he's I, been doing. <laughs> Who knows? Jürgen Klinsmann's South Korea are playing Saudi Arabia at St. James's <laughs> Park on Tuesday night. All right? Uh, nothing to add. Self, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, now, how about this? Let's go to Africa for a moment. Ghana beat the Central African Republic 2-1 in an Africa Cup of Nations qualifier yesterday. And people might think, well, that's a very generous uh, nod to, to my favourite African uh, national team. Well, the reason why I've mentioned that is because there was footage from a Ghanaian outlet where a West Ham United fan from England travelled all the way to Kumasi in Ghana to watch their new sign and Mohamed Kudus play. And it's quite stunning because you think to yourself, oh... Maybe this guy, he's maybe he has family in Ghana, or maybe he's you know Ghanaian heritage, or the rest of it. I don't know anything about the, the guy's background. I really don't. <laughs> if you watch the video, yeah. I don't think he's yeah. got any connection to the. You country. could tell he supports West Ham from a picture of the man, <laughs> and he wouldn't need to be wearing any club merchandise or anything. It's like he is the yeah. mo- when you're picturing a West Ham fan, you're, yeah. you're, uh, you've nailed it in your own head. It's, exactly, and he's he's having a great time, isn't he? It's I, I wonder yeah. what the story is there. Maybe he's trying to prove his worth as a scout, and he's just not very good at that. Um, I don't know. It's it's glorious though. I love stuff like that. He and, and, and he is wearing club merch, of course. You know, he's got a West Ham United polo top on, and then the the, the Ghanaian chap interviewed and says, "Let's see your tattoo on his wrist. He's got the old uh, the old yeah. hammers, isn't he?" So I, I it just yeah, marvelous Lottery winner, stuff. So maybe um, just living uh, his possibly. best life. Yeah, maybe. Because I think Jim, a, that's... A, trip, a trip to Ghana at short notice. Not... I can't imagine that's yeah. cheap. No, I can't imagine that. Either. I mean, not that you'd have to um, be a lottery winner to manage it, but it just seems to me like that is mm. dedication to a what is surely just a tiny bit of curiosity. You're going to see him play for West Ham soon. Yeah, scratch card winner. I think we'll, <laughs> we'll agree on, will we? Yeah, scratch card winner, lives near an airport, decided why not. <laughs> he's, he's near the south end. South end on sea, you're not getting a Ghana from there. <laughs> there's no chance. There's a, maybe there's a connecting flight or something, but fair play to him. And I'm glad Ghana won uh, for, for, for his sake. But let's keep it um, uh, West Ham, if you will, uh, Jim Campbell. But in the international arena, have you heard what Lee Bowie is apparently doing with himself? I have days? heard what Lee Bowie is, gonna, is, is yeah. doing with himself, but why don't you enlighten the listeners? Well, apparently he's coaching the Montserrat uh, national football team, which is quite incredible, really. I, I thought to myself, oh, that's a nice little gig for him. And then I thought, hang on a minute. He was managing Birmingham City until yeah. like, last summer or something. He was doing a very good job at Charlton as well. If People were thinking, this guy might have mm. a really bright future here. He sort of took the job not really wanting it, if I remember rightly. Uh-huh. Did an incredible uh-huh. job. And we got them promoted to the championship, well, yeah. although they did get relegated uh, on his watch. I think it was the next season, but still, it showed you we had a little bit of something. Yeah, I love this for him, though. It's to me, yeah. this is the football version of Death in Paradise. 
Like you see, I don't, <laughs> I don't watch that show very often, but sometimes it pops up and pretty much every time yeah. I see an episode of it, there's someone new in it. It's like, oh, Ralph Little gets to go and live in the Caribbean and like act for a bit. Good for you. Yeah. This is similar. Yeah, good old Ralph. I, he hasn't heard about what's going on in Saudi Arabia, has he? Nah. Yeah. Because when he does... <laughs> ooh, uh, hello, Robbie Fowler in the second tier of Saudi Arabia. That's what he'll be doing. Uh, but good luck to him, though, and maybe Montserrat will uh, make more of an impression on the international stage, if it, that is indeed possible. Um, so um, so there we are. Um, elsewhere on the um, in this um, international footballing platter that we're serving you up, ladies and gentlemen, um, in the early hours of, uh, of Friday morning, so yesterday, uh, we, we, we saw the first goal scored in qualification for the 2026 World Cup. <laughs> it was a Colombian goal. It was a lovely header. They beat Venezuela 1-0. Argentina... Uh, beat Ecuador 1-0. Obviously, Messi scored the goal, but that came later. But the first goals, you know, relevant to the World Cup in 2026 have been scored, Jim Campbell. Can you get your head I, around it that? It makes me question what year it is. Like, should, how, what, <laughs> how, how far along that one in the future is that? It's, um, it's, yeah. it's nuts. There's so much football. It, well, it shows you how crazy South American qualifying yeah. is and how early they, they, they get going there. Because, I mean, yeah, like in... in in bonnie old europe you know we've, we've still got a whole tournament to go mm. before we even turn our attentions to the world cup but that's you've got to admire them yeah that they're they're they're, they're up for the cup I, I love what they do i love how they do it i don't understand yeah. anything any of it but I, I like it let's have more of it yeah yeah more of that please um there we are um so yeah it's it's been it's i've enjoyed the the international break so yeah. far I know there's um we, we, we really had to sort of uh, go around the houses a bit there, but of course England are up today. And you've predicted an England win, I have. Jim, of course. Yeah. I'm very, I'm confident about England these days. They're very, very good in, mm-hmm. in qualifying, aren't they? Very professional. Um I'm intrigued as to see what sort of team he picks. Uh, I imagine mm-hmm. he will play it relatively safe. Um but there's a lot to be said for that because we keep doing all right. Yeah, um, well, I uh, I'm, I'm, uh, regret to inform everybody that uh, Andy uh, picked Turkey to beat Armenia in our Rambalaka, and despite that late Turkey equaliser, Turkey couldn't pull it round, and so um, so Andy's bugging it up. When will he learn? I don't know. I just don't know, Jim. It's um, it, it, it it's a great shame. Well, despite Andy messing things up, Jim, obviously that we we want England to, to win for for our own um, sakes. The big question is, who do you think? is going to partner. Who would you like to see partner Harry Maguire in the centre of defence? <laughs> we had this conversation um, on, on you, Friday I think, I morning. What you said. Yeah, I, t- I said yeah. I would like to see Lewis Dunk with either uh, Levi Colwell or Mark oh, Gahey because I think both those players yes. have been, been excellent. Um, mm. I also think, I'll just reiterate the point I made, which is I think that Dunk is a player who you're not going to have access to for very long. You never know what the lad of the land is going to be like with injuries in, in, in you know next summer. So getting a look at him now, I think is very, very smart. And John Stones will be a midfielder by then anyway, like fully. Yeah, so. indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Pep has his way. Uh, excellent stuff. Well, come on, England. Well done, Scotland. And uh, all the best, Lee Bowyer. Thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts. Jim and I will be back on Monday to take in all the weekend's action alongside Luke and Vish. In the meantime, find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Nice one all. See you soon.
The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.